Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. God wants you to experience His victory. Do you believe God can give you victory? We just finished, what is it, our 25th year, 24, as you guys were just telling me, we're talking more about that in a minute, but 25th year of the Wild Game Dinner here. So a quarter of a century. Have you been at all of those? Oh, yeah. Every yep. one of them? Yep. Wow. Yep. Helped start it uh, back in the late 90s, and we, a couple of guys, myself and Robbie Taylor and Tony Bateman, and me and Robbie used to help at Bayside. Bayside started theirs about a year before us and two years, I guess, and we went and helped them do it. And Robbie and I looked at each other and said, man, we need to be doing this at our church. Yeah. And so we we decided to do it then and brought Tony in to help us, and that was the first wild game dinner committee, if you will. Wow. And we did it that year, and actually Tom Watson, who was the minister of music at Bayside, was our first speaker. And we did it in our lower gym. Had 225 guys there, and we ate. And me and Zach were talking a little bit before getting ready for this. You know, we it was small enough then we could do some special stuff. We you know everybody got a quail that first year. Oh so wow. we, we were talking about picking <laughs> the sh- picking the shot out of the quail because <laughs> you know uh, I mean it, there cool. was things like that that as a seven year old back in those days he got to remember. So yeah, and that's so for those who don't know, uh, this year our pastor you know, went before the Lord prayed about a theme for the year, and the year is 2023, a year of victory. So for this project, we're looking for those victory stories to talk about what God is doing, certainly not to pat ourselves on the back, but to talk about what God is doing, share those victory stories. And the Wild Game Dinner this past weekend certainly is one of those victory stories. We'll talk more about that specifically in just a minute. Um, but I love, I love how this is beginning, just talking about some of the history and the background of it, because a lot of people don't know why we do this, how long we've been doing this. It hasn't always been just like it is now. It's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, to get to this point. Um, how cool to think from 25 years ago, two, did you say 250? Uh, 225. 225, pick and shot out of them to, you know, over 2,000 men here this weekend at multiple sites, and God did great things. God oh, did great no things. Doubt. But before again, before we get into all that, I'd love to hear a little bit of the background, a little bit. So, you know, you shared about Bayside, kind of that's kind of what prompted you to get into this, but but what has God been doing in your heart to keep this thing going for so long and to keep doing this? So, I mean, what I would tell you from the start, it was, you know, I've been a hunter and a fisherman and an outdoorsman my whole life, ever since I can remember as a kid. And and I've grow, brought my boys up in the outdoors, too. They've hunted and fished with me, more hunting than anything. But, you know, we've always been outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's probably some times in my young, younger years, my young married years, and when I was a new dad, that I was more focused on what I was doing outside than what I needed to be doing inside and what I needed to be doing as a, a godly man. You know, I, I was a Christian, but I don't think I was living as a Christian father and dad 
and man, husband, whatever. And um, I looked at that as an opportunity. God gave me a, a, a word at, at that time after helping with that wild game dinner at Bayside a couple of years that there's a lot of guys out there just like me. There's a lot of guys out there that won't come into a church, won't darken the doors without an opportunity like this in front of them. I mean, you know, for whatever reason, whether they either don't know, have had a bad experience, whatever. So we decided to do the wild game dinner, um, thought it would be an opportunity to bring men to Christ and to help get them started in church. And if if the dad will come to church, he's going to bring his wife, he's going to bring his kids. So that was the vision. That's why we still do it today. Um, that's that's why you began, and that's why it's still going. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. I love that. And you've done this your whole life. You've kind of grown seven. Is that what you said? When uh, you were... I, depending on the time of year, I think it might have been six when we okay. did the first one. Okay. Uh, so it's not 98. And that's uh, important to the, a six-year-old. Yeah, that, six and seven. That's a big deal. <laughs> I, I lived that at my house. That's a, that's a big difference. Um, yeah, so yeah, six six years old when we when we started them. Uh, and I've got an older brother, so he's he's been there too. Um, and just kind of seeing how like how much that's developed in these 24 years um, or 25 years. And now we have the opportunity to take more leadership roles in, in, in the development of the process and, and kind of how we can come alongside those that have gone before us and kind of pave the way for what this wild game dinner looks like. And now as we kind of stand on their shoulders and now I've got a three-year-old, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old who are here most of the weekend to uh, finding, finding odd jobs that, uh, that we can do with them just to, just to show, I think it's important, you know, whether it's the wild game dinner, whether it's small groups, whether whatever capacity you serve in, finding finding an opportunity for my kids to see their dad serve or their mom serve, um, and ultimately to say, hey, this isn't really about us. You know, way back when the mission of the wild game dinner was to provide an opportunity for men who may not otherwise see themselves as a church goer um, to say, hey, there's broken people just like me. Who like to hunt and fish? Who who are struggling on this road to, on this road of life too? And we want to show them that they exist and they they're welcome here in the church. And so now I have the opportunity to show my kids that it's not about us. It's not about us and how many ducks we shot and how we donated to this or whatever. But it's we're our mission is still for the man or the woman to come and and encounter Jesus for maybe the first time. Maybe it's the first time in a long time. Um, maybe their heart's been hard to this point until they hear it presented in a different way, but we're doing everything we can to make Silverdale the most inclusive place for them to come for these three or four hours so that we give them the best opportunity to hear the gospel, whether first time, second time, whatever, but that they can have the opportunity to leave a changed person. I love that. I love that. And so your kids, Mm -hmm. your brother, families, multi-generational, been involved in this thing. You know, for you growing up, I mean, you just, you don't ever remember a time not doing this with your dad. So, I mean, can you think back on on just being a kid running around here and doing all that Uh, and and remember any kind of fun stories? I'm kind of putting you on the spot and that was an acceptable answer to that. Oh, no, no, for sure. We, so back, (laughs) way back when, when there was a smaller team and a lot of work, um, we used to stay all night at the church. And I remember it was a big deal when, the adults left us here one one night. We were old enough we could we could stay and man the church and do some things, and it was more well, kind of like a lock in, right? Um, with no adults, with no adult supervision. Um, I, we won't discuss the age, but we were here un 
knowingly, the alarm had been set at the church. And <laughs> you know who gets called when the alarm goes off at the church? Pastor Tony apparently gets called when the alarm gets set off at the church. Um, so, you know, and just think, and I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm like, man, we had such sweet memories of like us and our friends and staying up till midnight and, and smoking meat and doing all the things. Um, but yeah, that one sticks out. The the time that we had to wake Pastor Tony up in the middle of the night because we'd set the church alarm off um, would be a would be a highlight in a, <laughs> in a young that. kid's mind. I love that. Not a highlight for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool. Now, I mean, all of us are dads. Um, you've seen your kids grow up in this. I've seen my son grow up in this. And so somebody sent a picture to um, my wife of Nathan when he was a little boy, all decked out in camo, which I don't even know where he got it because we don't hunt. Um, you know, he was just, he had it, uh, hat and everything. But, and I, and I love, I love the camp. I love outdoor cooking. That's sort of my scene, canoeing, hiking. Those are the things that I enjoy. Never been into hunting. Love the meat though. So any opportunity oh, I yeah. get it. So, but Nathan grew up in that and he has just been here every year to now, Saturday, seeing him out with the men, uh, decked out in Tony Bateman's shoes mm-hmm. and uh, and yellow um, rain gear. And I said, "Man, where did you get those shoes?" He said, "Tony Bateman's got big feet, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> and he just worked all day and loved every moment of it, just being with the men. The mm-hmm. whole process of, you know, for me, it really begins on Friday night. Getting here Friday night, cooking, cooking all day Saturday, being involved in that is just an incredible experience. Um, but really, that's not the beginning of it. I mean, you guys are at this all year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think a, a lot of um, a lot of preparation, um, a lot of prayer, um, especially probably the last I don't know ten, fifteen years. That became more of a focus, and I think that's where we've seen the dinner really grow. Um, and and you know, I think God's honored that, and that's proof of this weekend. But yeah. um, you know, to your point with um, volunteers this weekend. I mean, we had an enormous amount and I think we're starting to see it's, it's, they get the, to witness and experience community while they're here on Friday night or whether they're here on Saturday. I mean, we rolled 5,000 meatballs Friday night. It takes a handrolled, handrolled, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's huge. You know, it's amazing. I mean, a thousand pounds of potatoes were washed and wrapped. That yeah, I talked to one guy that did that, and I talked to him and his wife on Sunday. He said, when he got home, he said, Heather, I do not want to see a potato <laughs> in our house for a long time. <laughs> so, but, you know, see, people don't realize that piece of it, and 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 we always need meat. And, I, you know, as people start to learn that, and, you know, people will start reaching out and calling. But there's also years, and I'll, I'll tell a story about that a little bit and share with you um, – Zach was probably he was driving. I, I do remember that because he had a he he, had, he was in his truck and an old buddy of mine called. We had been gauging what we had meat wise. We were about three weeks out from the wild game dinner and we were short, significantly short. And that was when the dinner was growing from five, six, seven hundred up into the a thousand or more. And uh, so we just started praying. And out of the blue, a guy I hadn't talked to in years. He's actually a friend of one of my older brothers hunted with him, and he called, and he said, I hear you do this wild game dinner at Silverdale. And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, I'm moving, and I got two freezers full of meat. He said, would you like to have it? Oh, wow. And so, you know, (laughs) yeah, man, we'd love to have it. And so me and Zach show up in a truck. We had to make a second. We couldn't put it all in two pickup truck beds. I mean, so 
the, I, I joke with guys about the, the fishes and the loaves, but that's literally us every year. This past Wednesday night when we lay meat out, we were 165 pounds shy on burger. Huh. By Friday morning, we're okay, guys. We got enough. That's enough. You know, you know amazing, we pray yeah. about it, and man, God just shows up and He shows off. I wow. mean, yeah. He's never not provided what we needed for the dinner. So that really is a, a strengthening to your faith as well. Oh, as yeah. Through this, not just what, I mean, so we were talking about this before the cameras turned on and the microphones and all that, just how many people this impacts. Uh, of course, there were decisions this weekend mm-hmm. that we know about, but so many more that we don't know about. And even in your own lives, as you're saying, just how it has strengthened your relationship with the Lord. So let's talk about the weekend a little bit as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit here. Talk about what God did. Share some of those victory stories that you're aware of. So just off the top, we, uh, you know, we had the opportunity. We got three campuses now. So we do a Bonnie Oaks, a Creekside, and a, and a North Udawa. Um, had the opportunity to feed over 2,000 men. Um, we had over, well over 150 volunteers that showed up to, to help with that. And then I don't even know how many ladies there were. There were so many ladies here serving this weekend. Uh, I think they were running out of jobs. It was, a, it was a beautiful thing to see the ladies come and serve the men, just like we go and serve them at their largest event at the, with the Eliminate. Um, so, so volunteer-wise and, and just feeding-wise. But the, the greatest news of all is, you know, 216 men decided on Saturday in between all the three campuses that they were going to follow Jesus. That's amazing. Um, wow. a, a whole host of, of recommitments too, but, but 216 men um, for the first time accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so that's 216 eternities that are forever changed. That's 216, as we talked about earlier, that's 216 families. Um, a, a, a dad who's recently saved is is so much more of a dad to, to a child. Um, that's eternities for, for their kids. That's generational, um, that you see build and build and build. Um, so that's, that's eternities that are impacted for kids and, and their, their dads. Um, so that by the time we get to, to Sunday or Monday, you know, this is always on a Saturday, we can take a deep breath and, and it's all crazy. And, and, and we can kind of take a step back and say, you know, that's the why that's been the why since 1998, and that's the why in 2023 of to to give men the opportunity to hear about Jesus. And 216 this weekend took that opportunity to to change their life. That's fantastic. That's amazing. It really is amazing to just. I mean, I don't even know. How to, I don't even know what to say to that. That's all. That's it's praise God. Well, yeah. How about that? Yeah, praise praise God. God. You know, all to His glory, all to their good. Um, it's worth every every dollar we spend. Because I mean, we don't make any money on this right. kind of thing. Every I mean, we we put money into this thing. It's not we don't get anything out of it. Um, every hour, every tier, every every aspect of what it takes that makes it worth it. Guys, thank you so much for coming and sharing today. I'm I'm I, I can't wait till next year. It's it's it has become one of my favorite weekends of the year, and I can't wait till next year. Thank you. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. We're looking forward to next year too. Twenty fifth year. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. 
You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the Connect Card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.